الفيات and welcome to Voice of the Millennials with myself, Yasin Kipi. Um, and we are joined with Maaz Amir as we heard uh, some of his film reviews uh, over the weeks and uh, the last being The Message. That was quite interesting. Uh, but now we, we, we turn to something uh, very relevant and um, especially when it comes to the box office and you know just making so much money in the box office but also people having a deep affinity over 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 30 years for more than 30 years now um, and that's the Star Wars franchise Star Wars uh, it's not Star Trek it's, it's quite different and uh, this a movie, The Last Jedi, is the latest installment in that, and of course, it's written directed by Rian Johnson. And we know Luke Skywalker and uh, you know the various forces. Um, I, I've watched the other movies. I haven't watched this one, but we will be doing a review of this one with someone who has watched it, someone who is a film reviewer. That's none other than Muaz Amir who joins us now. Assalamu alaikum, Muaz. alaikum, Sidi. How are you? I'm I'm well, and I'm looking forward to some of your. Uh, your understandings of this movie and uh, of course we're going to have a spoiler free review for the first part but there will be some spoilers towards the second part of of the interview and we will give people uh, a disclaimer just before we go into that but what is your impression of of, of the star, star wars the last jedi I loved it, CD. I honestly, um, I think that this film really revive, revitalized the entire franchise. I mean, it's been 30 plus years, seven movies, um, and in fact, a large expanded universe that has built around uh, these movies. And it certainly followed a, a, a similar formula. And there are things that you could expect going into every Star Wars movie. And this film really has sort of flipped Star Wars on its head and it's caused a lot of stir and up and, and um it's caused a lot of people talking. Um a lot of people are actually unhappy with 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 the way things have gone with this film. But to be honest, I I do believe the film has a few flaws and we're gonna get, get into it. But um I mean I think that the film is fantastic. I think if I'm not wrong, it's the second highest um uh weekend opening um in film history and in the uk only it's in the opening week it's made um 28.1 million just in the uk so i mean uh That's disney pounds, really is right? laughing all the way to the bank uh, with this movie and um yeah. i think that um on metacritic or i think it's on rotten tomatoes the um for, for once the um critics review is very high it's about 93 percent but the audience rating is very low it's about 53 percent and i think a lot of people are sort of unsure about this film because um, it honestly, there's so much to discuss about this film and that's certainly why we are going to have a spoiler-free and then spoiler-filled review because there's so much that's happened in this film and it's caused a lot of stir. And the reason why people are feel so passionate about Star Wars, I honestly, to me, it's because there's a lot of things in Star Wars that can that relates to the future of the human being and I'm going to discuss this uh, when it comes to um, spirituality and philosophy in Star Wars in the uh, final third of, of our review so you know Bismillah let's start with um, let's start with the, the spoiler free review mm-hmm. um, what I really going into this movie is what I really loved about this film as much as I loved it in the, in the previous film I think it was even more outstanding in this film was that the, the 
performances by the actors was just outstanding. I think with the exception of only Kelly Marie Tran, who is actually a new character in this in this film by the name of Rose, I think every performance was groundbreaking, was standout. Um, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, who of course plays um, uh, Leia Organa, who was one of the original characters on Star Wars in the in the first trilogy uh, that started in the 70s, who's who she, she's passed away now. She died last December. She gave a fantastic performance, and I'm so glad that her last performance, you know, in in cinema is going to be so memorable. She her her um, you know her general Leia was a, a very commanding force. She was very wise and sober, yet at the same time very strong, and she really grew. Um, you know, throughout the series, and I really think that she came out as as a completely all rounded and developed um, character, and yeah. a very developed and very, you know, um, did very she, regal performance. Did she very, um, did she die before the um, the movie um, ended, or was it completed before she passed away? So she completed the film before before uh, uh, and she passed away after the film was uh, completed. It wasn't released, but she had um, finished all her scenes, and so it wasn't one of those cases where the actor has died uh, during the filming of movies, like how it was, for instance, with um, Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah, and she gave up. I mean, she was. Um, she was very majestic in this movie, and Dominic Gleeson, who was also the, who plays the villain General Hux, I think he was a fantastic. He was so theatrical in this movie, and it's been a while since I've seen a theatrical villain and somebody who's very over the top, and he's really having a you know he's hamming in his performance and he's being very Shakespearean, and without it being very irritating. But I thought he was fantastic. He was it was so entertaining just to watch. I loved seeing him on screen all the time. Oscar Isaac, who played um, one of the main heroes, Poe Dameron, who was a fantastic um, fighter pilot. He was just as brilliant as he was in the in the other movie. He's a very charismatic and likable actor, and it really draws the it draws the audience in, and you really want to support. You really want to root for this um, character, and he really did go a fantastic. Um, uh, one of the um, one of the uh, complaints people had about the previous film is that his character Poe Dameron didn't have a lot to do or he didn't have a lot of development, but he had a lot of development uh, in terms of his character in this movie, and I'm going to discuss that um, in in a bit. Um, Oscar Isaac, he was he was fantastic. Um, I thought, he, I mean, yeah, sorry, I just spoke about him. Adam Driver was amazing as well. Adam Driver, so he plays the villain Kylo Ren. A lot of people had issues with Kylo Ren in the last movie because they felt that he wasn't a very um, commanding and, and tough villain. And one one of the things that people have complained about um, in the past is that there's a problem of masculinity in movies. And whether it's a villain or a hero, he's not very sure of himself. And so a lot of people complained about him and you know, they, they compared him to other great movie villains. And, you know, he wasn't a very strong and commanding force but i i never really bought into that when i was seeing the last film because i saw which way they were going with his character arc this is a man who's he's conflicted and what i like about that is it makes the character more interesting because the world is not a black and white place we don't have people who are just villains or just heroes we it's it's there's good and bad and there's there's a mixture and there's conflict within people and there's certainly conflict within this villain and he's conflicted throughout the movie and we're going to discuss that more in the spoiler review but um he he certainly shows a conflict and so he doesn't seem like a very you know um, demanding villain but what makes him very interesting is you don't know what's going to what's happening to him you don't know what's going on inside his head and adam driver gave a fantastic performance um he was he was a stage actor before he was he was doing um film and you can really tell because he has a very fantastic stage presence 
Daisy Ridley, she was as great as she was in the last movie. I really don't have anything much to add there. Her character developed fantastically as well. Is she the main character? So she plays the character of Rey, and um, she's a very strong, very stubborn, you know, very determined um, character. And that's what makes people like her very much. And she does remind me a lot about the previous um, uh, protagonists in the stars, because Star Wars is a generational story. Like we've said, it's been going on for 30 years, and it's shown basically three generations of people, you know, having to live in this fantastic galaxy. And she's, she's an archetype of a hero so she might not be necessarily that interesting but what they've done is they've given her a mysterious backstory that was built up in the previous film and they do go into her backstory a bit more in this movie and um, we are going to discuss um her, her backstory and the way people are reacting to it in the spoiler review mark hamill of course everyone everyone's favorite luke skywalker the, the legendary luke skywalker his he um, after not having anything to do in the last movie he had a major role in this film and i have to say this was perhaps the best mark hamill performance i've ever seen in my life i really didn't really enjoy his acting in the first three films because i felt like mark um i felt it was i felt it was, very, it was very corny it was very cheesy but this movie he was fantastic he's he gave just an amazing performance um john boyega uh who plays the role of uh, finn and Ke- kelly marie tran who, who plays the role of rose the new actor they didn't have much to do john boyega did undergo some character development and he's a very interesting uh, character and a very fun character i really enjoyed him in the previous film but because of his because he was paired up with this new um character they had to build up her character and i really i had no interest in this new character i found the acting very wooden and i found their mission and their they, you know their part of the story to be the most boring and actually i felt like it, it like grinded the entire movie to a halt and that's why though i really love this movie this is one of the glaring faults in the film and i'm going to discuss this more when i come when i come to the spoiler review um yeah i mean another th- fantastic thing about this film is that the musical accompaniment is amazing john williams does a fantastic job he brings back the old score from the previous saga while also building uh, in the new character themes like um ray's theme and you know i've spoken in the past about uh how music can enhance a scene and i just think it, 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 he did a fantastic job here um the, the there's some fantastic choreography and and cinematography in this movie as well i think this has some of the best fights sequences in the whole of star wars and i'm not exaggerating i think the lightsaber fight in this in this film had the best choreography george lucas actually took um inspiration for the jedi especially in in, in their fighting from uh, the legendary japanese filmmaker akira kurosawa and his portrayal of samurai and you can really see a samurai-esque style of fighting with with the characters in this film and honestly i think just thinking about it more and more this movie is was was amazing and um yeah, they even used more special. Uh, they they even used uh, more practical effects, which is a very interesting trend in films these days. You'd think that um, for those who don't know, special uh, practical effects, as opposed to special effects, are effects that are, for instance, rather than having an alien creature, you you could use a puppet. It looks more real because it's not done by a computer, and it's just very surprising that the more we progress technologically in our lives and in 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 all things in cinema, there there's some things that are which are old-fashioned but they're timeless. And I think I prefer practical effects than seeing a computer-generated uh, image any day uh, in any movie. So yeah, I think it was it was fantastic. The, the pacing, like I like I said. The pacing in the first half, it was really poor, especially because of what was going on with these two characters. But the second and third half more than made up for it. But 
Honestly, the film could have been half an hour shorter. It really, it, it got boring, but it was still a fantastic movie. That's what that's what I have to say about the spoiler yeah. review. Now let's get into the spoilers. The well, spoiler well, well let's let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we can get into that so that people who want to stay on can continue listening, but those who do not want to can. Uh, I don't know, perhaps uh, do some Ibada or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but let's take a break and when we come back, we'll continue this discussion on Star Wars and uh, The Last Jedi with, with, Muazzam, uh, with Muazzam Mir. With Yasin Kibi. Igniting the youth. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Millennials with myself, Yasin Kippi. And uh, if you've just joined, uh, we've been speaking about Star Wars The Last Jedi, a film review with Muazzam Mir. And um, uh, you can, of course, um, look at some of his reviews on, on his blog posts uh, and, and, and website um, that we will be sharing uh, just a bit, uh, a little bit later. Um, but now for the spoilers, um, you know, and we will look at that. So if you do not want any spoilers from the Star Wars, um, you know, the, the eighth episode called The Last Jedi, then uh, I, I suppose you should be doing something else. But um, Azim, why is it called The Last Jedi? So I think the reason that the film is called The Last Jedi is because... Um, I mean, I don't know if I've, as established throughout Star Wars, the Jedi is—it's it, a religion, and it's basically—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's set up to be um, sort of night. It's—it's it's a night. It's—it's a, it's a religion. They, they have—they they follow the elements of Futua and you know, like purification of the soul, but. Luke Skywalker has reached a point in his life where he feels that the religion is inherently flawed and inherently corrupted. And so he wants it to end. And so he's come to um, a secret planet to live on a secret island for the rest of his days and to die off and to be the last Jedi and so, so that the religion can become extinct. And um, this is a problem people have with, uh, with, um, with the movie. A lot of people who have complained are thinking that this is very... Um, uncharacteristic of the the actor the character of Luke Skywalker who was who's remembered as a massive hero and somebody who's very optimistic and and light-hearted throughout this, the franchise and they're wondering how could somebody like this fall and how could this how could a character be this way but i do not agree with this because i really think that they really set up why this character was went went the way he did because after the events of the 1980 uh, Return of the Jedi. It that's basically what you consider was going to happen. The, the Jedi return, and because it was a religion that was on the, on the brink of extinction, and Luke basically tried to set up, um, you could say like a madrasa with um, with a lot of disciples. But what happened was one of the disciples, one of his students, who was actually his nephew, sort of um, turned on him and l- deserted, and he took all his his basically his his uh, murids with him, and so. It completely broke his spirit, and so he felt hopeless at this moment, and he felt like he wanted to, you know, he wanted to die. And it, I think it's 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 very um, poignant because it reminds you that you know people you look at as heroes, even they have even they have sufferings, even they want, even they can uh, fail, even they can fall. And it, I think it just reminds you that if you believe in something, it's not a person who sort of practices that that thing that you believe to be your you know that shouldn't be he shouldn't be um a symbol of of 
whatever you're believing in. He should just be an example. If you have a sheikh and your sheikh goes, um, you know, waywardly, that does not mean you lose hope in whatever you, you in you know in your tariqa or in your um, spirituality. It just means that somebody has gone wayward, and you can try and bring him back. In this movie, Luke Skywalker believes that um, his disciple Ben Solo is becoming evil and he becomes the character called Kylo Ren and he goes to confront him and because he confronts him Ben Solo becomes angry and he turns on him and he beca- he becomes you know filled with rage and because he feels betrayed by his own teacher and a lot of us I mean it, it, we we know of scandals where Shuk have fallen in in the lives eyes of the public and we have to remind ourselves that you know we worship Allah we do not follow um, a, a, a scholar for the sake of the scholar and this is something that the, that, that the character of Ray you know points out she says that he you didn't let him down he let you down because he didn't see the bigger picture in all this and so a lot of people didn't like what where they went with luke skywalker and i think that he redeems himself he certainly does redeem himself uh, later on in the movie because he comes back out of you know self-imposed exile to to save the rebellion and he single-handedly saves the rebellion and i think it was pretty cool the way he does it because um he's an old man now and he this is a very heavy spoiler territory and he can't fight so he uses the the force which is this sort of ma- magical mystical power that the jedi harness to sort of project his own image you know like he he performs like a miracle and he that's how he goes he he doesn't necessarily leave the island but he sends his his own like you could say his his uh, his rule and he 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 inspires the rebellion the rebellion to fight on and people thought that, that was un- uncharacteristic of him but i think it was fantastic character development and a, a lesson that comes out of this movie and it's something that is explicitly stated and it's it's a fantastic life lesson for muslims and for all people the greatest teacher in the world is failure luke skywalker he failed he fell down and he he pulled himself up and i mean if you look if you look into the sira and if you look into you know, muslim history how many times you think that um uh, uh, for instance the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has 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 um has fallen or, or he's he, you know he's he's had setbacks but just think about how many openings came out from those setbacks and even here the example is even though he seems that he had a failure he finds his greatest disciple as to date in ray and he says at the end of the movie that the rebellion has just begun and that the jedi have now been reborn and i think that's a fantastic lesson to learn and another fantastic very very poignant and and very apt lesson to learn is that we we fight in whatever we do in whatever we strive we fight to save those whom we love and not to destroy those whom we hate so there's a, the, the character of Poe Dameron. He's a very reckless fighter. He's a very he, he's a very good pilot, but he puts a lot of people at risk, and he causes the deaths of a lot of um, rebels in carrying out his missions. And he's he praises them as heroes, but in the end, the lesson that he learns is that you should we don't need to needlessly sacrifice ourselves and needlessly harm ourselves because we're not out there to destroy. We're out there to preserve and to save. And a lot of scholars today are, are are saying. I mean, there are hadith that towards the end of time, you should destroy your sword, you should break your swords. You know, you should, you should, you should. Uh, and the, that there are a lot of scholars um, today that say that you know you're not going to go out and fight jihad with your with your Kalashnikov, and people are going to be dropping bombs on you because it's not wise, and it, it's not going it, to. It's just going to lead to more death and destruction. We're not out there seeking death and destruction. We're out there to you know to help the world and we should also we should bear this in mind when we're i've seen you know in in the world and in the news 
all the things that are happening with with Zionism and all the protests that are happening, I've seen, I've heard some of the rhetoric, and we have to be very careful about the type of rhetoric we um, adopt because a lot of people are are have shifted from being. We want to help our Palestinian brothers and sisters. We're, we love Al-Aqsa to we hate Zionism. Yes, we do not like Zionism, but our purpose is not to destroy Zionism. Our purpose is to save you know, Jerusalem and to, to, to save Al-Aqsa and to help our Palestinian brothers and sisters. And I think it's very poignant for a movie to um, give this example. And certainly Star Wars hasn't been shy uh, from making political um, remarks. When the first Star Wars movie came out, a lot of people felt it harkened back to World War II um, with every everything from the inspiration of how the, um, uh, um, you know, st- uh, Star, um, uh, spaceship pilots were dressed to the type of missions they carried out and a lot of people um, when, when Star Wars Episode 3 which came out in 2007 uh, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival a lot of people felt it had uh, political undertones that were making um, uh, you know creatively making um, a political statement about the Bush administration, administration and the neocons because at that time in the film they're calling the Jedi insurrection in, uh, they're calling the Jedi an insurrection which is the same words that Bush was using um, to describe um, rebels in Iraq and, and I mean, you know, people who are like rising up against the um, uh, U.S. occupation. And one of the one of the um, mentalities adopted by the the new formed empire in episode three is that whether you if you're not if you're not with us, you're against us. Which is the which is basically exactly what the Bush doctrine is, and I think what 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 George Lucas was trying to do was to show that if we do not um, have any checks and balances on the way that certainly the West is carrying out its foreign policies, it can certainly fall into a, some sort of dictatorship or some sort of you know paranoid state, and I think that uh, that's another fantastic thing about Star Wars is that it always makes a lot of relevant statements and. Um, whether they're political and whether they're philosophical and spiritual and, and now i think with with that note i want to discuss philosophy and spirituality in star wars and uh, honestly the the reason why i think star mm-hmm. wars is so if it, it's so attached to people's lives and to people's souls i mean i'll give you an example i went to see this movie at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook. I remember. I remember yeah, your I, post. because I knew yeah. that I I knew that the cinema was going to be packed, and the cinema was packed. I couldn't even get a good seat at three thirty in the morning. And there was a there was an audience before me at midnight, and there was an audience after me at six thirty a.m. And it was a massive audience. And I, I I honestly believe that Star Wars appeals to the fitra nature, and I'm going to explain why. So George Lucas, when he came up, when he was coming up with the idea of Star Wars in the early 70s. And this was a time when the U.S. was certainly young Americans and people in the West, they were going through spiritual transformations in their lives. Uh, there was the hippie movement was, um, you know, was was all the rave and uh, people were dealing with all the negative consequences of Vietnam. And he said he was raised Christian and he's he still considers himself a Christian. And um, although he does have some Buddhist beliefs, he says that he wanted to create a story that would... Um, that would be about a spiritual journey. And he wanted young people especially to think about God or, you know, the great mysteries of the universe. And so he came up with this um, whole franchise about, um, you know, Jedi and the Force and, you know, um, the dualism of good, good and evil. And what he did was he, um, there is one, um, he's a mythologist. He's He's not necessarily a theologian i think he looks at religion as a sociological construct and his name is joseph campbell and he wrote this book called the hero with a thousand faces 
and um, it's basically he found in every world major world religion or in most of the major um, myths of the past there's there's one heroic archetype and that character whether it's you know the Buddha or um, whoever he goes through a spiritual journey and that's one place where um, George Lucas took this inspiration when he was making Star Wars and um, one thing that one thing that he 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 tried to take elements from different religions and different you know world cultures. So the force in the universe, he he claims to have taken it from you know the the um, far eastern traditions of Taoism about um, you know forceful energies in the world and how how you can how there's good energy and bad energy. And um, another thing that he he does is every. All the main characters, well, at least the main heroes, whether it's Luke Skywalker or Rey, they have an innate urge in within them to seek out something in the world. And they don't know what this thing is that they're seeking, but they know that there's something that they need to look for. And they, there's a sadness and there's a longing inside of them. I mean, one of the most iconic scenes in Star Wars is when Luke is standing uh, on a hill near his home and he's seeing the sunset and he's just wondering about the, the you know his place in the world and i think that that's definitely from the fitra um molana rumi said um there is a candle in your heart ready to be kindled there is a void in your soul ready to be feel, filled you feel it don't you and i mean that that is our longing our primordial nature to have to be reconnect, reconnected with you know with allah in our in our understanding and in our uh, world view anyways and and the, such characters like Rey or Luke, they they find uh, along their path a Murshid or like a Jedi Master. This is another thing that Star Wars does very well. That something that I, I, I you, you you see in 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 many of the Turuk that there's there's a teacher and there's a student, and the teacher takes takes the student along the path to um, to become one with the Force. Uh, we would call it Fana, perhaps. And you know he takes them, he teaches them all the pitfalls and all the mistakes that they can make along the way, not to fall into the into the dark side. And I think this is what appeals to people because it's not just some sort of fantastic sci-fi adventure which is just very beautiful and pleasing to the eye, but it doesn't affect your soul. Star Wars certainly does affect your soul. And I mean, another example is George Lucas. He said to have contacted. Um, a Sufi by the name of uh, Dhul Noon Owen of the Hababiya um, Tariqa in um, Berkeley, California. And he asked him about, you know, a, a Sufism and, and Tasawwuf. And uh, you definitely do see, I mean, even even visually, um, the first the first hours movie was shot in Tunisia. And when you see the Jedi, the robes, the type of robes they wear, I, I don't know if you noticed, CD, they do look like the North African Jalabas with the yeah, hoods. And, you know, the, and I honestly, whenever I wear mine, I always think of the first thing that comes to my mind is um, this reminds me of how Jedi dress. And he certainly <laughs> he did. He did take that inspiration and he took inspiration from other you know traditions as well. So the the Murshids or I mean, the Murids or the, you know, the the young Padawans or the, the beginners, they have um, sort of a braid, which is something that he's inspired out of Buddhism. And you know how Buddhi, Buddhists um students have braids and stuff and um yeah absolutely when when you think about even the 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 job the role of a jedi and 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 his his basically jedi are all about futua you know chivalry and protecting and people and and being brave and also about fighting their nafs and i think that we can take a quick break and we can perhaps finish up talking about um mm -hmm. the spirituality after this yeah absolutely and we'd just like to know something more about the characters you know just for some fan service <laughs> uh, but let's take a break and when we come back we'll continue the film review of star wars the last Jedi. <laughs> 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Millennials with myself, Yasin Kippi. We're talking Star Wars the last Jedi. Um, of course, we've been looking at some spoilers as well. And we'll be with the film reviewer. That's none other than Muazzam Mir. And of course, you can you can see his um, film reviews on film and television review.blog. That's on WordPress. Muazzam, um, you were talking to us and we were talking in the break um, about, you know, this Jedi religion and spirituality in it. Um, tell us more about that. Yeah, so I mean, um, another another interesting thing is um, you, the the the, further, the more you dig deep into this, you realize the, the the research that George Lucas put into this. And I mean, a fantastic thing when you think about the character Yoda. Um, Yoda is this young, this wise and um, old and um, you, you know learned master on on this path. And Yoda actually means um, in Hebrew it, it means um, the wise one. And just a very fascinating, very fascinating observation somebody once made was in the fifth Star Wars movie, um, The Empire Strikes Back. There's um, let me start this way. In in the Quran we have the, the Surah Al Kaf, the, the cave, and one of the one of the characters in in the Surah Al-Kaf is um, Akidur alayhi salam, who's um, whose job, who 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 comes to aid, um, who we believe and comes to aid um, people when when called out for. And one thing that happens with Khidr alayhi salam, in, as as everyone knows in Surah Al-Kaf, you know you should have read it today that uh, he he was tr- teaching. Um, you know Musa alayhi salam, and he was uh, he was he was asked a lot of questions, and he wasn't he wasn't listened to. Now, in this fifth Star Wars movie, there's a scene called uh, called the the Cave of Despair, where Luke Skywalker doesn't listen to um, Yoda, and he goes into the cave, and he um he, he he and he has an encounter with the dark side, and it's very fascinating when you think about just for food for thought. What um what color is um Yoda? He's green. Green, right? And yeah, he, yeah. And what what is what is Khidr? What what color is Al Khidr? Khidr means green. It means green. It's just a fascinating um, a parallel that you find, and you just wonder what kind of, what kind of things that people, uh, th- th- these filmmakers, you know, what kind of how deep did they look into world religions when they were, when they were making Star Wars? And no wonder it. This movie, um, I think, is the, the the fifth Star Wars movie is perhaps the most loved, and I think it's because it appeals to the fitra the most. But yeah, I mean, uh, I just think that it's fascinating the way Star Wars um, has developed and the impact it's had on the world. One very interesting piece of news is that in 2015, um, some students in, in Turkey, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but at the Dokuz Eylül University, they started a petition to have a Jedi temple built uh, in response to some Muslim students who started a petition to have a mosque built. And um, according to the 2001 census, there there's thousands and thousands of people who actually consider themselves of the Jedi religion. It's just... It's just really, it's just really fascinating and really funny when you think about it. Well, it's ridiculous at the same time, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous, but like I said, at the end of the day, they, these people are taking from our tradition, and we need to reclaim this. And I'm not trying to say Absolutely. that Star Wars yeah. is about Islam, but they're taking. We need to give our stories and our tradition, and and you know the beauty of our uh, and lessons from our um, heritage, and we need to present them holistically. Um, I mean, uh, um, there is a Sufi I mentioned um, from the Habibia Habibia order in um, Berkeley, whom George Lucas contacted, and you can just wonder what kind of discussions that they must have had. So, you know, this is just food for thought for all the Muslims out there doing da'wah. You know, perhaps you can weave Star Wars into your da'wah one day. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, well, that's Muazzam Mira. Will there be the uh, another Star Wars? Will, will there be episode 9? Oh, certainly. Yes, there'll be episode 9. And Ryan, um, uh, the, 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 the director of this movie, um, he um, 
has has a contract with Disney and Lucasfilms for three more Star Wars movies directed solely by him. Oh wow! So we have uh, we should expect Star Wars movies for uh, for for the next perhaps ten years or <laughs> perhaps even more. Well, that's that's certainly uh, certainly very interesting. Moazamir um, um, from the UK, um, uh, you can catch his, uh, you can read his reviews on Film and Television Review dot blog, or you can follow him on um, add him on Facebook. That's Moazam. M-U-A-Z-Z-A-M-M-I-R. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And we learn so much from you every time we speak. All the best and uh, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam.